Over the last few months, we have been just buried in a couple of large website refreshes for two very different clients. Now, both had very different needs and reasons to want to refine their look and improve their overall website, but they both understood that it was long past time to take a better look at their website presence. Now, how do you know when the time is right for you to rebuild or even refresh your website? Of course, just by clicking on today's podcast episode and listening, you may feel like it's time. I mean, you clicked the link after all. Now, refreshing your website doesn't have to be a huge overhaul either. It can literally be a bit of spring cleaning that you take in stages to make it more manageable and a better fit for your overall budget. Now, I'm going to take you behind the scenes of these two website refresh projects and tell you exactly why we decided to make the switch, how we got to that conclusion, and even what steps we took to refresh, because both were very different. You're listening to the Captain Coder Podcast. Each week, I take you through actionable strategies that can help you grow your online business. I'm your host, Marisa Van Skyver, aka Captain Coder. Now, before we dive into these two projects, I first want you to stop and ask yourself some questions just to see how you align with today's episode. Now, <laughs> when someone asks for your website, are you experiencing any of these symptoms? Nerves and anxiety at what they'll think. Remembering the thing you meant to update but never did. Just embarrassment. Wondering if they'll understand you can help them even though your website was written for a different audience that you no longer serve. Hesitance to tell them the URL to begin with. And wanting to tell them just to go to your Instagram instead. Now, if any of these sound like you and what you experience when someone asks for your website, it might be time to make some changes. But just because you need some updates doesn't mean you have to throw the whole website out the window either. Now, listen, a website is your home online, the place that anyone who's interested in working with you will eventually go to to learn more about your business and how you might be able to help them. You have to know what you want people to get out of your website when they visit it to ensure that it's doing its job. Your website isn't just your home online either. It should be an investment and should be generating some kind of return on that investment. Now, with both of these projects, we sat down and asked, what's changed since we built the website or since the website was originally built? How are sales doing? Are leads constantly confused? Is anything missing? Now, websites are digital, which means they can and should be changed as the company grows and changes. It should be an accurate reflection of what you do for your clients and customers. With both of these projects, the websites weren't as misaligned as they were, just not totally accurate to the current state of the organization. And I know, I know you're beyond ready to dive into the behind the scenes. So let's go. Now, website project number one was a university 
refresh. I first started working with National University of Health Sciences back in 2021. They are a health sciences university, obviously, based in Chicago area. Now, when I started working with them, there was a lot with their website that I wish I could fix. This website is massive. At the time that I started working with them, it was over 700 pages with hundreds of news articles, faculty pages, classified ads, and so much more. As my time with them went on, I started to take note of the potential UX issues I saw, Um, but we also saw something kind of interesting. Anytime we hired a new admissions team member, like a new admissions counselor, they had a hard time navigating through the website. And listen, if their own staff couldn't understand it without a training session, how are we expecting prospective students to navigate the website to find answers before they wanted to enroll? Okay, so how did we approach this particular issue? Well, step one, we took stock of the page inventory. Now, a website like this massive, it requires a lot of analyzing. We took at analytics, talked with staff members, looked at a lot of competitor websites, just to see how they organize their very similar information. Now, this particular structure for the website was created back in 2010-2011, back when SEO required a lot more content, and um, we just had a different overall experience and expectation with websites. What we did know is that we wanted to overhaul the structure of the website as a whole. There was a lot of program information, for instance, under the admissions section, something we couldn't find on any of our competitors' websites, and not enough program information under the academics. Now, our biggest problem, the website was full of hundreds of pages of basically duplicate information. This basically meant that when we needed to go in and update something, it was a nightmare from my team's perspective because we would have to go change it in potentially five or six places. It also just made it really hard for the staff and the faculty to keep an eye on the website and make sure that the information was accurate to begin with. So what did we do? We mapped out a new structure. Now, we started with just these main two sections of the website that are our biggest, shall we say, problem children. Again, this required a lot of looking at analytics, deciding what we might be able to combine and what we might need to keep. It meant a lot of time working with the admissions department to ensure all the information we had was accurate and the flow made sense. It also just meant literally mapping out a couple dozen pages and uh, planning 301 redirects for the literal hundreds of plate pages we were planning on deleting. Look, I'll be honest, um, I have Nicole, my junior developer on my team, I didn't let her delete those pages because I wanted the personal satisfaction when we got to that point. It was so nice. So nice. Okay, so now we have our website structure. We knew what pages we were going to keep. We'd set this all out in a sitemap. We used Figma to lay this all out and make sure that we knew exactly what was going to stay where what was being replaced, created a spreadsheet with all of the 301 redirects so we knew what was being replaced, what was being kept, etc. This alone, of course, because there was hundreds of pages, 
This took a long time. But now that we had a completely different flow of the website, we needed to go in and coordinate the copy that went with these pages. So our step three was create and edit copy for the new structure. I'll be honest, we didn't rewrite much during this process, largely because we planned to do that in another phase. But for this project, we were able to reuse and repurpose a lot of the copy we already had and just put it in the new structure. Now, there was definitely some editing. There was a little bit of trimming back and a lot of back and forth on this, just making sure that we were communicating everything that was still accurate and it made sense with the flow of the programs. Now, we were lucky that we were able to work with a lot of that copy because honestly, there were still 100 pages or so that were being kept in this section of the website. That's not going to be a thing that you necessarily have to deal with as a normal service provider, but it's, I think, interesting to see this from a big website perspective. Now, step four, we needed to refresh the design. Just being bluntly honest here, The old website had some, well, pretty boring pages. When you got down into it, which took several clicks, and you hit these informational pages, you basically were just greeted with a wall of text with a sidebar to take you to other pages that were just more walls of text. Fun fact. Listen, let's be bluntly honest. No one is going to read every word on your website. In fact, most of us just skim it. We knew that we needed to present all of this information that is important, but in a way that was far more scannable. So we refreshed the design on all of these pages. Now, this was pretty simple. We didn't do anything too crazy. We just added visual breakups, small infographics, and short tables and bulleted lists to keep people moving and their eyes moving throughout the page. I also included a lot more headlines to break up the text into shorter sections and make it easier to read and move through. One of the other things I did was modernize the design by removing the sidebar. Now we knew kind of what the flow would be, so we added some links at the bottom to keep people moving to the next pages that they might need. But removing the sidebar meant that we got to use the entire width of the page and just do something that was just a lot more fresh, a lot more modern, and um, frankly, didn't look like it was designed in 2010. Now, step five, after we had everything designed, it was time to test, test, and test again. We knew that we weren't going to be able to work through the entire website. After all, just two sections was hundreds of pages and hours upon hours of work. So instead, we focused on keeping a reasonable flow between the updated pages and the old ones, and then we did a lot of testing. We had to ensure that everything was still linked together where it should, that it all made sense, and that even our faculty and staff were happy with the updates. Now, probably the best part of the entire process for me Getting to read how excited the admissions counselors were for the much easier experience they had and how much easier it was going to make their jobs. So we are still working on a migration. We're bringing a lot of content into the website that used to be housed on HubSpot. Long story. And planning out phase two where we get to fix more of the website. Listen, you're not likely going to have a site this size. In fact, I hope for your sake that you do not. 
but the same principles would apply. We didn't have to build from scratch whatsoever, and we were able to use a lot that we already had in place. We just had to give it a better structure and a little bit of polish. Okay, so website project number two, the course creation expert. I'm going to be honest, unlike parents, I get to choose a favorite client. Um, And one of my favorite new clients of 2022 was getting to work with the Amy Porterfield. Now, I followed her for years. So getting to help her team launch multiple projects and Digital Course Academy throughout the last few months, amazing. But I have a critical eye and I noticed that her main website pages hadn't been updated in a while and could probably use a little bit of love. Now, Amy's website is a bit unique in that she has a distinct brand for her main courses. The bulk of her website revolves around those courses, but there are main pages that you start on. So that's her homepage, her about, her podcast page, a resources page, and a course directory sales page. Look, these just hadn't been updated for a while. Now, her team came to me in the fall and mentioned that they wanted to update these pages, but they hadn't decided yet what that would look like. But with a book launching today, February 21st, 2023, they knew they wanted a refresh. So we had a kickoff call back in December to go through the finer points. Then their designer, Erica, got to work. Now, while the Captain Coder team was only in charge of the development phase of this website refresh, there was still an entire process that went into this. So step one, the little bit of restructuring. Now, this was just on the page itself. We were keeping the main pages of the website, but some of what was on those pages was going to change. For instance, on the homepage, they wanted to add a promo section for Amy's new book, Two Weeks Notice, as well as a highlight of her super popular podcast in a slightly different way than they had it. Now, the about page went from being a lot of text sections to having a fun new timeline that told Amy's story of entrepreneurship in a quick, scannable way. And the podcast page added a few new features to help sort through her 500 plus podcast episodes, plus, of course, a call out for her new book. And All of the pages got a fun new footer and Instagram feed. Step two in this project was refreshing the brand. Now, part of the desire to get a website refresh done was to refresh Amy's main branding. They wanted a look that matched the book branding a bit better, and they wanted to inject some of these new colors they were using in other areas and other projects. Erica designed a beautiful brand guide for us to use, and then from that created new designs using the content and structure they had decided on from the beginning of the project. Now, step three here was building it out. I won't bore you and go into the minutiae of how Amy's code is structured, but of course she's on a WordPress website. I knew that a few of the sections would be updated on a more regular basis. So when I was building this out, I made sure to make doing those updates super easy. Fun fact, they've already changed out a couple of pictures I've seen in just the last couple of days, which just tickles me. I wanted her team to be able to get in there, change language, swap out pictures, and add new things without having to contact me every time. So far, so good. 
Now, the most important thing to me was that they could use a section, you know, a a designed out block from one page on another page if they wanted to. So I created a completely flexible layout that allows them to choose from pre-styled blocks that they can use and customize over and over again. I also wanted the site to load quickly. Even though we were adding new graphics and some videos and GIFs, and we wanted wanted it to be more accessible too. I not only did what I could to lean out the code and make things load faster, I made sure to follow accessibility best practices to increase Amy's reach. Now, the biggest lesson I want you to take from Amy's site, it was literally just a website refresh. Yes, we built and designed new pages, but it wasn't every single page on her website. We worked within the existing structure of our site, and we were able to build this all in a much smaller time frame because we were just focused on those things that mattered most. The site has literally been live for just a few days, but I had so much fun working through the logic of what we were doing and how we could improve things without tearing it all apart. Now, you'll often find that website agencies tell you that you just need to start from scratch. Look, you may not always need a new website. Yes, there is a time and place for that. And hey, I love when I'm able to recode something from the ground up. There might be a lot that you can improve with just some tweaks and a bit of a facelift. Your website needs to match your business and reflect its current form. The great thing about websites is that they are easy to change and it's never a permanent thing. In fact, I can bet money that we'll be doing more tweaks on both of these projects over the coming months and years. Are you ready to get more sales, a better user experience, and a return on your investment with your website? Let's just make it better and turn it into the lead generating machine it can be. Now, if you want to get on my calendar and talk through what we can do for your business and your website, just head to cappedcoder.com forward slash start. Thank you all for tuning into our show this week. To catch more Captain Coder, you can subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast app. Now, if you have any questions or you want to learn more about digital marketing and how it can help grow your online business, follow us on Instagram at Captain Coder or visit us online at captcoder.com. Can't wait to talk to you all again next week.